Um, okay, let's get back to a conversation we were having earlier. I think things are getting back to normal slowly but surely. It's going to take a while. Earlier this morning, the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, brought all air traffic to a standstill in the United States. That's it. They shut it down. Because one of their computer systems went down, and it's the it's the system that notifies pilots of anything they need to know. If there's a problem with an airway uh, runway, if there's weather, if there's uh, they say it could be as simple as a burnt out light on the runway. All the information you need to know about the destination you're headed to will come through this system. Well, that system went down. Um, so they canceled all flights for a time. For a time, they resumed a few hours ago now, but thousands of them were paused, delayed, however you want to describe it, catching up to the tens of thousands of people that were delayed. It's going to take time. So air travel is going to be really tricky again today. Let's get an expert. We're going to chat with Claire Newell, the president and CEO of Travel Best Bets. She's been living in this world for a long, long time. She's a travel expert, if I've ever heard one. Uh, Claire, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Shay. It's been quite a rude awakening this morning, you know, given the nasty weather over the holidays and unrest like in Brazil and Peru and the Sinaloa region of uh, Mexico. And now this, what a rough start to the 2023 travel industry. So um, this was, you know, really, I've been in the industry for 30 years, and this is the first time that I've heard of the NOTAM system, which is what it's known as in the industry, um, which is the notice of air emissions system and that's what you had mentioned they they let the 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 air traffic control system and the planes know what's safe and if there are anything that could affect their flights yeah and so it caused a ground stop which has now been lifted it really it was only just a couple of hours but Operations started at some airports, basically back east around 8.15 a.m. Eastern time. Now, when I first woke up to this at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I was looking at the the situation, and it was hundreds of flights that affected. But the latest update that I've seen, which is almost an hour old now, is 6,700 flights have now been delayed in the U.S., and that over a thousand flights have been canceled. So this is causing a ripple or a domino effect. Now, when I first looked at not just YVR where I live, but also Edmonton Airport and Calgary Airport, really early this morning, just even a few hours ago, there wasn't many delays. There are some now. So if you are picking somebody up from the airport, you should go to the airport's website to see if it's delayed. I'm not seeing major delays, but, you know, anywhere between 15 and 90 minutes, Departures, I'm also seeing some delays. Again, not major, but it's a reminder to check the flight status if you are leaving imminently. You can do that on the airline's website, but also the airports have a really uh, up-to-the-minute system. So whichever airport you're flying out of, and sign up for alerts. I know lots of people don't like the text coming and they hit stop right away, but you want those today if you're leaving. Um, and make sure that the airline has your current cell phone number an email because they're contacting people as soon as they're aware. Okay. But it's a, a really rough day, and I, I I do expect that the number of delays and cancellations is going to climb throughout the day. I've literally, as I said, Shay, watched it go from hundreds to thousands in the matter of a couple of hours. So what's your expectation? I mean, we're talking about today, and I think everybody who's flying in North America today realizes, okay, this could be one of those days. Do you think it's just a day? I mean, when, you, I, when you're talking about 6,700 flights delayed and a whole bunch canceled, yeah. uh, it's going to have ripple effects. That's the thing with this industry. 
Yeah, that is the thing with this industry. And we saw that firsthand when we had the storms over the holidays that started on the busiest day, you know, it was December the 19th yeah. and 20th and then hit again on the 22nd. And it's still, you know, we're dealing with some some fallout, particularly baggage getting to their rightful owner. But uh, this hopefully will be much more limited because it was only for a short while. The only thing is, is that I've seen system failures for airlines where, you know, people can't check in. And like we say, you've reported on that when it's one airline. This was the mall. All of them. And so that's right. So there's going it just begs the question, like, what is the root cause of this problem? <laughs> They're saying that there's no evidence of foul play, but um, I'm sure that. There's going to be some pretty hard-hitting questions to FAA if this is old software, does it need to be upgraded? But they're going to want to know what is the root cause of this problem because it just shows how fragile the system is because of one software system. Well, this is the thing. Now, you mentioned it earlier, and, and, you know, we've been talking about you you take a look at what happened with the weather back in December. Then we had... um, the summertime, we saw what happened during the summertime. Then we had the unrest in Mexico and in Peru. Those are situations going on. Now we've got this. I've talked to a lot of people, Claire. I, I, I've got a big trip coming up next week. Uh, and I know some other people I was talking to last night also have trips. Everybody's starting to get a little bit nervous, a little gun shy. Like it's almost like a roll of the dice if your travel's actually going to work out the way that it's supposed to. Do you feel the same way? Travel by nature has, there's always some hiccups that come up, but what it is is a reminder. And like yourself, you're leaving soon. You need to just, you know, make sure you're checking the airline and airport's website. Is your flight going on time? But also really important because things turn on a dime, as we've seen with some of the unrest in different situations around the world. Make sure that um, before you go on any trip, and I'm really hoping you writing this down, Chase. I am. Um, is that travel.gc.ca is an excellent website. It's the government's website, and it keeps Canadians informed. They want us traveling safely. So even with the situation with unrest, the advisories and the warnings were put onto that website right away. So wherever you're going, check what's going on in that area, whether it's health concerns or um, it could be natural disasters, political unrest, just advice on what you shouldn't, should avoid, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't avoid. But also that is a place where you should spend three minutes and register every single trip that you do. And, and you may or may not have ever done this. I have been doing it for years and you go online. It's so the government knows where you are. And if there is a situation that arises that they say need to send a rescue flight to you, yeah. you, they will know how to contact you. All you need, literally not even three minutes. It's your first name, last name, your passport number, the dates you're going, where you're going, and the contact information. So really, really important step on every trip that you take. And I cannot stress enough, travel insurance is really important. Yeah, I wanted to ask, if you had travel insurance with everything that's gone on in the past, let's say, month, would you be sort of sitting back going, boy, should have got travel insurance, I'm fine? Yeah, I think, um, well, you may not have gotten all of money that may have been, you may have been due, but certainly a lot better than if you hadn't, because if you had kept your receipts and put them in for anything that was, um, you had to additionally pay for, whether that's hotels or meals and things, your insurance policy may cover you for that. An airline may not have to, they may do it out of a gesture of goodwill, but if it's not within, uh, if it's something that's outside of their control, they do not legally have to pay um, for right. that type of thing. But your 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 travel insurance likely would have. Every policy is different, um, but definitely people who had travel insurance. I know that our team of over three hundred agents put. 
hundreds of claims in for people that they will be paid out on. It's going to be a backlog and it's yep. going to take weeks to get that, at that reimbursement, but you will get it. Um, in terms of, we had a conversation going on earlier this morning, and one of the things that a lot of people are talking to me about is, yeah, I'm going to take the trip, but I'm not checking a bag because there's no way it's going to show up where I am. And we were okay, having this well, conversation <laughs> about, I, yeah. I, I, I took a trip to Africa a few years ago where they told us, do not check, you can't check a bag. We can't put it on some of the planes that you're going to be on. And I, so I took a carry on for two and a half weeks, and you know what? I'll never check a bag again. What do you recommend for that? I'm exactly the same. It was my Africa trip that had a certain weight and um, size restrictions that really taught me that I don't need you to don't overpack. Need to. And I have, I just got back in November from Antarctica and it was the first time in a long time that I did check a bag because I needed bulky stuff. Yeah. Um, luckily I got it, but for every trip for the past 10 years, I essentially never check a bag. And you can do it, right? It's not as hard as people think it is. You know what? I know that there's a lot of ladies saying, okay, that's I right. all my shoes, okay? <laughs> but I'm, I pack two, and I wear the bulkiest ones, typically my runners, but um, you can do it. And, and there's, yes, I'm washing my skivvies sometimes in the sink, but sure. that's okay. I would rather do it. And I always, um, you know, I always end up coming home with stuff I didn't wear, even though I'm just taking carry-on. A yes. good bag really, really helps. Um, I think that's a game-changer, so finding one with lots of pockets with expandability, but what you have to be very careful of is buying a bag that has um, the size and weight restrictions, especially the size restrictions. Weight is another thing, but the, the size restrictions yeah. that will let you allow on all flights internationally, including those little low-cost carriers where you really, they're really, really tight, um, but the bag that I bought, it was an investment. I think it was like, I know, I, your, people are going to shake their heads. It was about $500, <laughs> but I, it has a lifetime warranty, and it, it fits on every single plane I've ever been on around the world. And that, that peace of mind is, is worth 500 bucks. You know, you're good. You're, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's a big investment for, for people. I know that, but this is what I do for a living. Yeah, so, exactly. You know. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, Claire, I, I guess the message for me, obviously, is... Go ahead and travel. Just be patient and, and protect yourself as best you can. There are things you can do. Yeah. So if you if people heard anything, travel insurance, that yeah. website, travel.gc.ca, and make sure that you sign up uh, for the alerts and make sure that the airline has your current contact information, cell, and email. Excellent. Claire, great advice as always. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.